Dumelang Mzanzi and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a No Holds Barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Health for Mzanzi. I am your host, Nolutando Ngakani, and I am here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those medical shames and woes you dare not speak of in public. Unity, unity. Ugh. We need it now more than ever, guys. Ho ma with all these food and fuel hikes. And you are not alone if you are weary. A single mother in crisis from Josie wonders how she will cope with the recent increases on food. She sent us a voice note. I have two kids. One ten and the other 13 with growing appetites and nutritional needs. I work at a grocery store, so I get to see grocery costs increasing in real time. But I'm nevertheless shocked to see what I'm spending on groceries each week, especially lately with the increase in petrol prices. Even reliable cheap staples like rice, flour, milk and eggs have increased. Shopping for food has never given me so much anxiety and frustration. Those of you who are managing to feed yourself and your families on a budget in the face of these pricey grocery costs, how are you doing it? Your mommy Anonza, you are right to worry in this time of uncertainty, babes. In Mzanzi, acute malnutrition remains a critical issue with 27% of children stunted, meaning that these children will likely not reach their full growth and developmental potential because of the irreversible physical and cognitive damage caused by persistent nutritional deprivation. CSI manager for KFC, Andra Nell, joins us this week to unpack the effects of malnutrition on especially children. So Andra, what are the effects of acute malnutrition in children? It's twofold. So firstly, the effect of malnutrition is physical, right? So kids are not meeting the developmental milestones, they're struggling from a cognitive development perspective. If kids below the age of five do not get adequate nutrition, regardless of them getting enough nutrition later in life, the effects of stunting are lifelong. So you can't reverse it later in life. So fundamental, especially for those first five years, and they actually talk about the first thousand days of life, that we make sure that the kids of this country have got adequate nutrition so that they've got the physical ability to realize their potential. But there's also the emotional and the psychological effects. So what we're seeing in many of the organizations that KFC supports through Ad Hope is kids have got reduced confidence. And so their social skills are severely limited. They're struggling to make friends, to relate to friends, you know, to get up in class and do speeches or to show their leadership skills, all of those elements. And then obviously a child that's hungry really can't learn, can't grow, can't thrive. So What you find is that food is really that very, very foundational element that a child needs when they step into school for them to be able to make the most of the opportunities they've got and also later in life to be able to realize their potential. Something that I found is that, you know, sometimes when we imagine malnutrition, we think of like a child that is thin. What is the picture of malnutrition in our country? What does it mean? Does it mean that the child isn't eating enough? There's a couple of different elements to nutrition. So firstly, there's this element of food security. So 
does a child know where their next meal is coming from? Or are they worried about where their next meal is going to come from? And that is the reality for over 3 million kids in our country on a daily basis. They don't know if they're going to have something to eat today, which I mean, is a travesty in itself. If you think of nutrition, it's not just getting nutrition. So there's energy consumption taking place so that they can play and they can think and they can learn. But there's also the element of are they getting multiple food groups? So are they just getting energy for the sake of energy or are they actually getting nutrition that will help them develop fully? So making sure that they don't have comorbidities later in life. So we know one in eight children in South Africa are obese. And that is not just because they're eating too much. It's also because they're only getting one food group or limited food group. So the multiple effects of it. So a child, it's not like we would see these scrawny little kids that are hungry. You get that as well. Absolutely, there's the physical sign of it. But sometimes, you know, there's reduced health in kids, which will give you challenges like obesity that will give you an indication that this child is not getting adequate nutrition. So Andra, you know, why then is access to food a key to combat most of Africa's challenges, you know, such as solid education and the cycle of poverty? The cycle of poverty, and we've seen it across multi-generations in South Africa. We've seen that across generations. So firstly, there's low income, there's low health, there's low education, there's low employment. Like all of these things seem to be carrying on from generation to generation. Now at KFC, we believe we can break the cycle of poverty. If we give kids access to education, employment opportunities, and to increased health and ending the cycle of hunger, right? So if we can do that, then your cycle of poverty will break as well. Now, if you take a look at food, and I mentioned it earlier around a child not being able to perform well in school because they're hungry. Like when I'm hungry, right? I struggle to concentrate. I struggle to give my full. Now you can imagine if you're a child that's is taking turns to eat in a household and today is simply not your turn to eat because there's not enough for everybody, just the effect of what that has. So if you take a look at ending hunger, so first you're going to have the physical development that will help kids be able to contribute to it. You're going to have the emotional confidence and the psychological ability to be able to contribute fully. But what we're finding is that a child that didn't get enough nutrition and food when they were younger, later on in life, they've got up to 20% less earning potential. So it's lifelong. So if we make sure that children have got enough to eat, that's where we start making sure that they've got the chance at a better future. Because even if you've got the best educational opportunities, if you do not have enough to eat, you won't be able to utilize those opportunities fully. So I think the biggest thing is when we've got enough food and we can unlock opportunity in the education sector, then that will open the doors to so much more for our children at the end of the day. But my fundamental belief is that hunger is the gatekeeper. You know, people always talk about them being hangry. It seems quite fickle when people talk about being hangry. It's just because I didn't have lunch. When you take into consideration the kids in our country, and I'm talking little, little kids, are saving their sandwiches at school because they know their brother and sister don't have anything at home. So that responsibility on a child is already like significant. We've seen articles around children living off the land, like you would have seen in prehistoric times, but they know what every plant in the area tastes like because that's what they have to resort to. And also, you know, speaking of, you know, sometimes the sandwiches that they get at school, what then is the role of feeding schemes or what role can they play in, in improving the state of malnutrition? The biggest thing to take into consideration here is that food insecurity is not because there's not enough supply. We know that a third of the food that's produced in South Africa goes to waste and ends up in a landfill. 
that is the, the truth of the matter. Access to food that's caused by unemployment and inequality that contributes to it. So if you think of unemployment being at an all-time high, you can only imagine that kids who are the most vulnerable will have the worst effect of that. So feeding schemes help fill that gap. While we are working on solutions for bigger societal problems, we want to make sure that kids don't sit with the long-term effects that's caused by food insecurity and malnutrition. And I think that is a very, very big focus for us so that we make sure that hunger doesn't become that barrier for kids later in life. Can we rely then on feeding schemes solely and how sustainable are they really? The reality is that this problem is so big, we cannot, none of us can solve it on our own, right? And government has got the school feeding program that they're implementing. They're working on social development schemes and how we implement solutions out of that from a societal perspective. In, in my opinion, feeding schemes need to supplement the work that government is doing just because the need is so great. And that's also where Ad Hope comes from. So we know that as KFC, we give our donation and our contribution as a fixed percentage of our sales. But the reality of it is, is that we also know that the problem is bigger than us. And that's why the two rand donation was unlocked. And our customers have had a resounding response to it in terms of contributing towards it, which allows us to now serve over 30 million meals a year, which is an incredible feat and has grown to that over the last 13 years. But I think from an adder perspective, what we want to make sure is that we partner with credible organizations that are not just looking at the meal, but also helping communities at large to combat this, right? So you see multiple organizations and we've got incredible implementation partners on the ground that are helping us to make sure that we contribute in whichever way we can. But to your point, feeding schemes alone is not going to solve it because there's massive resources that are required. So I believe as corporate South Africa and Joe Public and, you know, the government, we all have to work together for the better of our kids and for the greater good. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Andra. For more on the effects of malnutrition, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or you can send us a WhatsApp on 076-132-0454. I would never blue tick you, babes. In the wake of Human Rights Day on the 21st of March, I am reminded that the right to food is a human right. It protects the right of all human beings to live in dignity, free from hunger, food insecurity, and malnutrition. The right to food is not about charity, but about ensuring that all people have the capacity to feed themselves in dignity. Hunger is the gatekeeper, like Andra said. But access to meals can open the doors for the future of children. Check your food privilege. That brings us to the end of episode 34 of Sisters Without Shame. Proudly brought to you by Health Form Zanzi. From me, Lulu Ngakani. Have a great week and remember to show your girls some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.